Defenders, Defenders! Welcome to episode 167 of the most LAFC podcast in the solar system. Folks, it's a glorious Wednesday. Hump day, good things happen on a hump day. Giggity. If you don't know me by now, well, I'm not going to repeat that same soliloquy. My name is Christian Philly Philemon, the self-proclaimed toast from the East Coast who's still obviously losing his voice. And across the table from me, here in downtown Culver City at Casa de Nina, the king of thread, the tyrant of scarves. <laughs> I kind of messed that up. <laughs> He's, He's putting got, them all together. I'm putting them all together. It's, it's a hybrid. It's a, it's a quilt of scarf nicknames. J.R. Liebert. The Scarf. I like that song. If you don't know me by now. I like that. Every time you every time you bring that up, I always have that that song in my head. Then you will never, never, never know me. But enough of the singing. Speaking of Oh things, no, there's gonna be plenty of singing, oh, brother. There's, there's gonna be Barry Manilow going uh, on, a I was, continuation. I was hoping we might get away with it, but nope. here here's the worst part, you guys. Somebody even requested it on Instagram. Oh, plenty of people actually. They said, and I quote, sing the Chicho Arango song. <laughs> so it's gonna be one of those Another episodes. Song about Chicho. Oh, Chicho Arango. It'd be I much better it. if we did it as a duet. I mean, Barry Let's Manilow didn't duet. do it as a duet. That's all right, but neither of us are talented enough to <laughs> even like hold a candle to Barry Manilow. That is very true. Fun fact for you, Scarf. Yes. The State Farm commercial, Like a Good Neighbor. State, State Farm, Farm is there. there. That yeah. was a jingle written by Barry Manilow. Did not who'd, know that. Who would ever thought that this guy would have sold 85 million records worldwide? But maybe we can bring him back. Kind of like how that one dude on the skateboard drinking from the two-liter bottle put a, a little bit of emphasis on Fleetwood Mac. Maybe we can resurrect a little bit of Barry Manilow with the cheat show. Chicho Arango. There it is. Oh, boy. For the record, Barry Manilow is still very much alive. Born June 17th, 1943. Where, Philly? In Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. He's 78 years old. My goodness. Uh, he's been married to somebody named Susan and somebody named Gary. So I've got, I got no idea what's happening there. But either way. Susan was his high school sweetheart. Gary was his manager that he fell in love with, kept it on the DL, and then married. 2014, they got married. My goodness. All right. So Barry Manilow, it looks like it might be born Barry Allen Pincus, June 17th, 1943. Yeah, I would have changed my name. <laughs> hey, and by the way, Barry, we know you're a big fan of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Philly, this also kicks off. We are recording this Wednesday, September 15th at about 10.33 p.m., fresh off the 2-1 win over FC Broccoli. This also kicks <laughs> off, Philly, Hispanic Heritage yeah. Month, and we know we have a ton of listeners who we hope are celebrating this month as well. Each year, Americans observe National Hispanic Heritage Month from September 15th to October 15th. Kind of odd that they celebrate it in the middle of two months by celebrating the histories, cultures, and contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. Today, September 15th, is significant because it's the anniversary of independence for Latin American countries Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. And in addition, Mexico and Chile celebrate their independence days on September 16th and September 18th, respectively. This is an incredible week for all of those Hispanically heritaged countries. Unreal. 
Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. We hope everybody is celebrating with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, it was only a couple of days ago that we did a podcast. And a couple of days ago, we were celebrating a win. And not too long after that, mere 48 or so hours later, we're celebrating another win. Austin, Texas, baby. Home of barbecue. Barbecue and broccoli. I guess that's what I'm going to have for dinner tomorrow night. Barbecue and broccoli. FC broccoli. But, But Scarf... Yes. They're, um, what are you eating right now, by the way? Um, this pretzel thing. Thank you for pointing it out. I've been dying to like munch on it. It's been like collecting <laughs> it's in my mouth. In the side like of your mouth. <laughs> I'm watching him with like chaw just stuffed in the left, left side of his mouth. I was They're, harnessing my inner 1986 New York Mets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, by the way, we are bad Mets fans. That, that documentary, all four parts have now aired over the last two days, and you and I haven't seen a single minute of it yet. No, no, we're, we're good Mets fans. You want to know why? Why is because that? Because we love the team so much, we didn't want to wait long enough. We wanted to binge watch it in one sitting. That's true. No, we very much will. That might be all that's left to watch as the New York Metropolitans lost 11-4 to today to St. Louis Cardinals. Ugh, the Bet Yankees your friend the National Molly League. is happy about that. My goodness. Uh, so you're absolutely right. We, uh, we got to go to Austin. Well, we didn't get to go to Austin, but LAFC got to go to Austin, a place where we have obviously played well over the course of this season. Before we get into the recap of the 2-1 win over Austin, or as we like to call them, check out their crest, FC Broccoli, or as I like to say, the Fighting Al Rates. We love Let's you, Let's get in to a little bit of this day in LAFC history, and we said we're recording this Wednesday, September 15th. Couple of things happening on the 15th. First, on September 15th, 1988, happy birthday to Yuka Rydala. Now, you can look through the annals of the LAFC scorebook, and you will not see Yuka Rydala's name. Never played a match for LAFC. However, <laughs> you will find his name in the stat sheet for LAFC. Why am I bringing up Yuka Rydala? We drafted him in the 2018 expansion draft as we were becoming a team and traded him to Montreal. We actually traded him to Montreal, Philly, with a player who is now currently back on LAFC, Raheem the Dream Edwards. So it was Yuka (laughs) Raidala. And Raheem That's disrespect Edwards. to Hakeem Olajuwon, I love by Hakeem the way. Olajuwon, I know, he, he, beat so my, good. he beat my Knicks. He did. He was so good. We traded Raidala and Raheem Edwards to Montreal, now called Club de Foot, for Foot Laurent Clan. Simon. Laurent Simon, of course, first captain or one of the first captains in our club history and the absolute rock on the back line up until he left for the World Cup with Belgium, then he came back, he uh, he wasn't the same. But the reason why he'll show up on the LAFC stat sheet is because he scored the third and the equalizing goal in our 5-3 win over Montreal in 2018. It was an own goal that Yuka Raidala scored for LAFC. So even though we traded Yuka Raidala to Montreal with Raheem Edwards on uh, uh, on the eve of the expansion draft, or on the day of the expansion draft, I should say, he still winds up in LAFC's score sheet. Happy birthday, Yuka Raidala. And also on the 15th in 2018, LAFC draws with New England 1-1 as Marco Ureña scores in the 52nd minute. But Philly, stop me if you've heard this before. LAFC gives up a late goal in the 82nd minute. I remember that day. We were actually at a bar on the west side that day. You were? We were. 
No. I'm pretty sure we were. I picked up my Dodgers Night LAFC blue t-shirt at the game. I stood in a very, very, very long line, and it took way too long for me to get a shirt that actually maybe, shrunk the first time. That maybe it was I the ever, year afterwards. Though. I don't know. But it was also the 300th MLS regular season match coached by Bob Bradley, and that is this day in LAFC history, Philly. This is not a repeat of last episode. We have another goalkeeper signing for Black and Gold. Yeah, quite unexpected, actually. Uh, it, it hit the news wires earlier in the day. LAFC signed a new keeper, Greg Ranjit Singh. He comes to us. Stop me if you heard this. He came from the MLS pool. I've heard that once before. Scarf, we did an interview last year, episode 121, with a certain former LAFC goalkeeper who he, too, played in the pool or served on the pool or is a pool keeper. He was a lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's how we should refer to them as lifeguards. Lifeguards. My yeah. goodness. Yeah, but Charlie we learned, Lyon. Yeah, we learned a lot about the whole life of a pool keeper and it's... It still sounds kind of odd saying it. It, it doesn't does. just, I don't think of, it does. I, I just think, I just think I wish I had a swimming pool. But anyway, we oh, needed man. to sign Greg because Pablo Cisniega had a nasal fracture and he underwent surgery this week. And then new keeper Jamal Blackman, his paperwork hasn't cleared, possibly COVID protocols haven't come through. So we were without him. So we needed to scramble. Yeah. And Greg comes to us actually having a small tie to LAFC and there are times when you and I are set to record, where I'm sitting there scratching my head, and you just like a like a good little student typing away at your computer. Five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. I'm thinking to myself, "What in the hell is taking so long? I want to record." But then he digs up information and totally redeems himself. There you Scarf, go. What did you find out? All about right. This so keeper? of course, Greg Ranjit Singh has a small tie to LAFC. Greg and Mark Anthony K. Played together for two seasons, 2016 and 2017, both with Louisville City, helping Louisville to the USL Championship together in 2017. He was also on the 2018 USL Championship winning side for Louisville. After leaving Louisville, he spent time with Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Orlando several different times before landing back in the MLS pool. But here's the fun one. Ranjit Singh has also spent time with the Trinidad and Tobago national team. And yes, Greg Ranjit Singh was on the bench. He was not on the pitch, but he was on the bench for the famous Taylor Twellman losing his mind game when all the U.S. men's national team needed to do was draw or maybe even beat Trinidad and Tobago back in 2017 to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. But no, we lost 2-1 and on the sidelines for Trinidad and Tobago, keeper Greg Ranjit Singh. And to kind of tie it all into LAFC, who was sitting next to Taylor Twelman during that famous rant, Scar? That would be one Maximilian Bredos. Yeah! Max Bredos <laughs> in the house. That was my nod to you, brother. Yeah, oh man, that's I couldn't believe that he was actually on the pitch when that happened. I can't believe Max Bredas was next to Taylor Twelman. <laughs> yeah, everybody always forgets about that because they focus on the rant. And the and, rant and, was great. And the rant was great. The rant was What uh, are we doing? <laughs> yeah, right? Like if he was a cartoon character scarf, you'd see like the eyes pop yeah. out of his side. Yeah. Let's give a little Diego Rossi update. Diego did play the full 90 minutes and sort of kind of got an assist for Fenerbahce in their in their previous game, a one one draw. But Philly, 
I I mean, what are you doing at noon tomorrow, my friend? Uh, working. Okay. Well, yeah, I I I will be too. Although it is Yom Kippur at sundown today, so uh, um, it's the Day of Atonement. So for yes. all of for for all of our our friends of the Jewish faith. Uh, I don't. I know you don't say Happy Yom Kippur, but I no, that's that's that definitely don't say Happy Yom Kippur. You, you I was reprimanded that. for that once. Yeah, no, you definitely don't say that. But uh, tomorrow's Yom Kippur, so uh, tomorrow at noon, Philly, your Bundesliga club, Eintracht Frankfurt, takes on Fenerbahce in the Europa League at noon. Are you gonna at least try and peek over at the match every now and then? I mean, you know, I will. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I totally will. He, he's expected to feature prominently in the 11. Hopefully plays a full 90. Hopefully has some sort of impact. I'm not sure. Are you rooting for Eintracht Frankfurt in that or Diego Rossi in that? What, what, what is your ideal situation in that match for Diego Rossi? I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, I'd spend a lot of time loving and supporting Eintracht Frankfurt. But of course, I love Diego Rossi and I want to see him succeed. So I'll tell you this. I want to have to see Diego Rossi get two goals and an assist, Fenerbahce having three goals, Eintracht Frankfurt winning 4-3. Oh, that'll be fun. All right. Uh, let me give a very quick Las Vegas Lights update. Wait, let me guess. They lost. Yeah, they lost. Okay. That, uh, I was wondering if you were going to actually guess there. You had me worried for a minute. Uh, <laughs> they still can't find a win. Lights lose 4-1 to Phoenix Rising, their ninth straight loss. Philly. Golf clap for Las Vegas Lights. I mean, nine straight losses, having a bad team. Yo, we know that. We're Mets fans. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a bone to pick with Major League Soccer, like we've said on many, 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 many occasions. And and look, Don, we know you're a big fan of the podcast. Thank you for listening. But what? He at least knows who you are. He, I mean, yes, that is true. Um, what are you doing, Don? Don. Don. It's our Donnie only, boy. It's our only chance to go to Austin, man. Why are we scheduling both of our away matches? On Wednesdays in Austin, Texas. Philly, you love the city of Austin. No, absolutely. I, again, I, I've said this before. I almost went to the University of Texas. And back then, Scarf, we're talking really, really far back then. Probably longer. I mean, as old as 20 plus years ago. It's probably people that listen to this podcast that are, are younger. It doesn't matter. Not probably. By no, the, way. Pro- the city back then wasn't what it is today it's it's grown through it's gone through massive growth it's, yeah now they have paved roads and, and streets oh man it wasn't and, like that i mean they like to keep austin weird well, i didn't then. know how long ago you were back thinking i'm talking like 98 dude oh, i'm talking okay. a very right. long time sorry. ago sorry i mean it was it's incredible how the city has changed but man i can't wait till we actually have it for a long weekend because just going there for a turn and burn a day trip not worth it but i have the solution though yes and, and, uh, and an idea that we can you know, pitch to Don Garber. All right, so Don, listen get, up. Hire Philly and the Scarf to do something for MLS. And then you can pay <laughs> us to go to Austin. And then it won't really matter. There's my solution oh, to the soccer. All right, you, you zigged or I thought you were going to zag there. I like it. Yeah, look, I'm just bummed that we didn't get to celebrate with our buddy Al Rate when we were out there. Uh, you know, we, we you missed... think he was irate. Oh, Al Rate. God. A third straight loss to LAFC. That, and uh, his team Sorry. is not very good. Scarf. They are not. Not good at all. They are not. Yeah. The very bottom of the cellar of the Western Conference. This is a team, what is this now, their 15th 
loss, I believe, so far, Philly, in 24 matches. Yes, you not, are correct. Not a good team. They, you know, and and look, Max was trying to be nice, right, on the on the broadcast <laughs> when he was saying not Warren Barton. So no, not I love I love Warren Barton. He's great. He's he's got that that English like straightforward sense about him. I absolutely love it. Our real life Roy Kent. But I know, right? But uh, but Max was trying to be nice. He said, you know, sometimes this team plays really well. Sometimes you know they can be really tough, and they and they certainly were today. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll quote Dennis Green again. They are who we thought they were. They're they're just not a very I good love team. Love Dennis Green. They, I do look. I've do never quote, thought about the Minnesota Vikings as much as I have doing a podcast with you. I do quote that on occasion. I mean, you probably think about the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers a little bit more than you would like to. But I don't have any mentions planned of TGLA on today's podcast, so don't worry. But that being right. said, it, it's one of those things where Austin they do look good from time to time, but they just go through a whole long stretches of the match where they are devoid of anything going on. So I feel bad for Austin. They obviously have an incredible fan base. They're having to do it as an expansion team. So it's a little more difficult for them, but Oh wait, we've already kind of hoed that road before already. (laughs) Hoed that road. I I don't know if that's, if I even used it correctly in that one, why not Philly? Let's get into the recap here of Austin versus LAFC. Look, I, Again, it's fun to watch Austin on television because they do have a very vibrant fan base. I'm not sure how they feel about their manager, Josh Wolf, the longtime MLS veteran, capping 295 times for MLS teams in a decorated career that saw him score 83 goals and notch 46 assists across all competitions, also played a whole bunch with the U.S. men's national team. He won two Open Cups, two Gold Cups, and one MLS Cup with the Chicago Fire in 1998. They still have a team? They do, but in 1998, they were really, really good because they were saying, hey, we finally have a team. It was their first year, 1998, their debut season. Also on that first Chicago Fire team that won MLS Cup in their first year. I know what you're doing. LAFC assistant, Anche Razov, who scored a team-high 10 goals that year. Current Leipzig manager, Jesse Marsh. Their keeper was Jorge Campos. I mean, that's a pretty sweet keeper. And Philly, who was the head coach of the MLS Cup winning 1998 Chicago Fire? Bob Bradley. That's right. Bob Bradley taking home They were MLS coached Cup. by Bob Bradley. It doesn't have the same ringtone. Nope. Did, that one didn't work for you. I tried. I tried. This is his first season, Philly, at the helm of FC Broccoli and his first at the head of any club. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's all I've got on Josh Wolf, Philly, uh, shall we get to the lineup, sir? Yes. Do you want to start being that A starts is, is the first letter of the alphabet? Why not? Let's get into Austin's lineup. Out with injury, players that we saw factor heavily the first time we played them in the season. Matt Beasler, or as we like to say, the, the good, good Beasler. But you know what? Nick has got to be the good Beasler this season because, well, he's playing. And Matt Beasler out for quite some time. They say he might come back. Late September, Danny Hussen, formerly of the San Jose Earthquakes, Ben Sweat and Ulysses Segura all out with various injuries. So let's get into the 11. Starting at keeper, look, he's more so than maybe even Jonathan Bond for the Galaxy 
Brad Stuver's had to keep Austin in a lot of games where they had no business being in. Brad Stuver having a solid season, but it's kind of starting to wear. You can see his numbers starting to dip just a little bit as we get a little later in the season. For Brad Stuver on the back line, Zan Kolmanich, Johan Romagna, Julio Cascante, and Nick Lima. Alex Ring, formerly of the former Fightin' Phillies NYCFC team. Why, why, why are we still doing this? I don't ever say anything about Seattle being your fighting scarfers. That's, but you're from New York, that's all. Okay. Okay. Sebastian Berhalter, one of Philly's favorite players in Major League Soccer. Diego Fagundes, Sebastian Driussi, Jared Stroud, and Cecilio Dominguez. He does not like Sebastian Berhalter. In the 18, their first ever signing, Rodney Redes. Musa Gite, who wears number 99, which always <laughs> makes me think about Dio. Diamande. We Regretsky. miss you, brother. John Gallagher, the man who scored the first goal in Austin's new stadium, which doesn't have the same ring as the man who scored the first goal against the Sounders. Hector Jimenez, a friend of the Twins. If you have listened to our podcast, you know who the Twins are. Uh, The Twins are going triple. Oh, boy. And Daniel Pereira, that's the 18 for FC Broccoli and their Verde and Black kits with the Yeti right across the front. Philly. What about the lineup? A little different for LAFC. It is, but I want to touch upon the injury report. Okay. Uh, or, or people that wouldn't be available. There's there's 10 players that wouldn't be available. And We're back to double digits? Dude, going through this list, this would be a pretty good team <laughs> on the pitch with like a player who's got a red card. I mean, you got Edward Atuesta. He's good. He's out with his ankle. You got Pablo Cisniega. He's good. Knows. You got Tristan Blackman, his left adductor. He's good. You got Eric Duenas, his oh, left knee. Love that kid. Julian Gaines. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I'm, so, I'm always going to laugh at a pelvic stress fracture. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's just, when, if we ever interview Julian, he's going to walk right up to you and punch you in the pelvic stress fracture. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, how's it feel? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Then you got Mahalo, Poku, left knee, Alvaro Quesada, chest, Eddie Segura, knee, quad, Carlos Vela, and due to yellow card suspension, our newly signed defender from, as you would like to say, the fighting former Phillies, Sebastian Ibiaga. Yeah. That's a pretty solid team. I'd venture to say that this team right here, with only 10 players, could probably put a hurting on FC Cincinnati. I mean, or Austin FC, the way that they've been playing this season. Philly, you just went through an entire lineup, and that was just... I know that's the Kaiser Permanente injury. That's what I'm getting at, and it's a pretty darn good... (laughs) That's a pretty good team, if you really break it down. You got a pretty good keeper. You got a hell of a midfielder. You got a great score. You got a great Uh, defender in Eddie Segura. I mean... You got young talent. (laughs) Absolutely, and and Ibeaga, who unavailable but not injured. I'll take him on the back line. All right, so Philly, that's everybody who's not playing can you please tell us who is available yeah of course you got Tomas Romero you got Kim Moon Wan Mamadou Fall Murray back in the light Marco Farfan in the midfield Pancho Janela Jose Cifuentes Daniel Chrysostomo we were calling him Chrysostomo and I, I'll, I'll have to blame Max Bredos because he's the one where I picked up Chrysostomo from but evidently it's Chrysostomo and um our Congratulations on your first start, by the way. Yay! Pal. Up top, you got Chicho Arango, Brian Rodriguez, and and this might be our for it. Wait, you mentioned this, him earlier. This might be our wait. <laughs> what moment of the podcast? No kidding. Uh, Raheem Edwards. Oh boy, Raheem Edwards. And as oh, far as the bench is boy. concerned, you we touched on him. Our our pool keeper. It doesn't sound right. Still, our backup keeper, Ranjit Singh, Jordan Harvey, Latif Blessing, Bryce Duke, Chiki Palacios. Moose Jaw, Daniel Musovsky. Moose Jaw. 
Well, no, nah, I mean, he totally, he totally broke he, Stuver's moose. He has the nicest teeth on the team, by the way, too. Every time he gets interviewed, they're so white, so straight, so pretty. We need to find out, contact his dentist. Yeah. And, of course, Cal We Jennings. can ask Oliver. We can ask Oliver the next For time. sure. Oh, yes. Oliver, he is a big fan of the pod. Yeah, we appreciate Shout it, out Oliver, Oliver. Musovsky. Yep. Yeah, that's the LAFC lineup, and uh, decent lineup. Yep. Austin, not really a, a, a solid squad. Not so. known to be a scorer right out the gate. No, and but but here's yeah right. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a th- situation going into this match where we thought, you know, this could kind of go either way. But if there's ever a match or a team that we can beat in this next like three game on the road series, yeah, it would have been this team. Yeah. We're not really good on the road though, Scarf two seven and one, right? But thankfully, Austin kind of sucks at home. Yeah, no, look, we we got pretty lucky today, and we'll talk about this at the end of the match when we do our recap. But these last the two match matches, is over though, by the way. These, but we're doing. I mean, at the end when we're <laughs> you. Being a wise boy. Uh, so at the uh, we're, we're we've been a little more lucky than we have been good these last two matches. But you know what? When the soccer gods have decided they're going to take the foot off of your throat for a little bit, <laughs> we'll take it. But Philly, we thought they were putting it right back on in the fourth minute as LAFC needed a little help from our friends at VAR as the potential goal by Austin was disallowed. Sebastian Driussi was just offside. Goal disallowed. And just like that, we dodge a bullet, Philly. We could have gone down one nothing very early. But luckily, for those of you that couldn't watch the game... Uh, Yours, us truly. Yeah, we we found it on Estrella TV, but we were trying to watch it on Bally Sports, which used to be Fox Sports, by the way, for all of you struggling to find it. Other than that, though, there was a shot by Poncho that was well high and a header by Murray that was well wide. There's your action for the first 20 minutes. Really not a lot going on, Philly. 20 minutes into the match... We got Chicho had a shot saved pretty easily by Brad Stuver in the 24th minute. And then we traded some yellows. Daniel Chrysostomo, which that's still going to take me a little bit, and Jared Stroud trading yellows, one for LAFC, one for Austin. We got two minutes of stoppage time. Both teams trading a shot well off target. And just like that, Philly, in a pretty lackluster half. It didn't seem like Mark Rogandino. Rogo liked the half very much. You could tell that Warren Barton and Max Bredos definitely didn't like the half. And and we were sitting here with the girls and Nina's parents. We were watching the game. Pretty boring first half. It was an atrocious first half. I've seen high school JV in some cases played better than uh, what we saw between FC Broccoli and, and LAFC. As far as, yeah, it was, it was a total boy. It was scrappy. Uh, the one player I was focusing on uh, towards the end of the first half was Raheem Edwards. And some of the notes I had was uh, 41st corner, uh, 41st minute, there was a corner and nothing happened. Raheem Edwards with uh, an immaculate pass. Thank you, Raheem. T- tongue in cheek. Yep. Uh, then he's dispossessed a minute later. Oh, boy. Um, and, I have a feeling you're picking on Raheem Edwards right What now. makes you say that? I don't know why you would do that. What makes you say that? Oh, boy. Well, anyway, yeah, so I was kind of watching Raheem, and uh, Raheem is fast. Raheem moves a lot. He but does. I think Raheem would be really good on the Las Vegas Lights. Oh, boy. All right, so Maybe I, Phoenix Rising. I was actually watching Chris Estomo to see what I could find out about Daniel, because I... I, I don't know Daniel Chrysostomo from a hole in the wall yet. He hasn't played that much with LAFC. He was he was a little out over his skis a couple of times out there. But you know what? The MLS game you moving a little skis. bit faster. I know nothing about skis, actually. Absolutely. I've never even put on a pair of skis. True story. 
But you saw the game start to move a little too fast for Chris Chrysostomo. Chris, Chris Chrysostomo. Say it three times I, fast. I, Chris well, Sostomo. Here's yeah. Go ahead. Chris Sostomo. Chris Sostomo. Chris Sostomo. Yeah. Here's the problem. I have so, I have so. family whose last names and it's exact same as him, and they say Chrysostomo, but maybe that's because I'm I'm Italian. Wait, you're related to him? I I'm not related to him. He's from Chino, by the way. He's a, a local. What boy. part of Italy is that? That's not a part of Italy. That's actually <laughs> here in Southern California. But Philly, a bland first half. It would be a little more entertaining in the second half as Austin subs in their very first player in team history on at the half. Rodney Redes in for Jared Stroud, who was on a yellow. And Jose C. Fuentes starting off with his shooting boots on the second half. But his attempts in the 48 minute and 50 second both fail to reach target, unfortunately. But Philly, I look, we've said it time and time again on this podcast. Every now and then, Kim Moon just does something. You know that song, Things That Make You Go, hmm? Thing, uh, yes. Uh, honestly. Ooh, is that what the direction of the pod then? Things I mean, That Make You Go. <laughs> that could like be the that. new Wait What segment. <laughs> Things That Make You Go. What? <laughs> wait, that's different. So, yeah, well, I, now we can't get sued for stealing their line. That's very true. It's one of those things where you think the play is dead, right? You think that he's trapped inside the box, and then he does a little like whoop, whoop, little quick move there and chops it up. And just like that, he had a little bit of space, Philly. And I don't know, Philly, if it was a cross or a shot or whatever it was, but poor Diego Fagundes didn't see it coming. No, he, he certainly didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming at all. Um, called for a handball in the box. Uh, a handball more like... More like a chicken wing scarf. Yep. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I mean, he wasn't even trying to put the uh, the elbow to the body. He released that sucker out. And yep. Kentucky Fried Chicken could have made a better chicken wing than that. And as a result of that, we get an opportunity. We get a VAR. However, earlier on in the first half, yes. we got it. We got it. We forgot to mention that that there was an obvious, obvious handball in the box. Yeah. But hey, you know what? The soccer gods, like you said, took their foot off LAFC's throat. Yep. We got the run of that. And so who steps up to the plate? Or rather, the uh, the 12-yard mark? <laughs> that would be uh, currently now our, our tie. Look, there's a whole debate going on that we I had was, about this. I was this. thinking he was going to sing the song. I tried I, to set him up for I, it. He did. Hold on. Hold Boot. on. I'll get there. I'll get there. But hold on. Let me ask. Let me ask the millions. And millions. Who is the leading scorer after today on LAFC? Because I got Diego into, Rossi. Thank you. It's six goals. But when they showed LAFC's leading scorers on the season, the graphic on TV after the match, it only showed Carlos Vela, Jose Cifuentes, and Chicho Arango because all three of them have five goals and presumably all three of them still employed by LAFC. But if the Ooh. season were to end today, the leading scorer for the season would still be Diego Rossi with his six goals. Because he's still technically employed. He's only out on loan. I mean, yes, also true, right? So, so I had a little issue with that graphic. But Philly, stepping up to take the pitch, yeah, it was Chicho. Chicho Arango. Oh, man. How much fun is that? Barry Manilow strikes again. I don't want to love it. But you do. I kind of do. You kind of do. One more time. Hold uh, on. We got another go from Chicho. Chicho Arango. Oh, man. This is great. Uh, I can totally picture us like Stewie and Brian from Family Guy when they do uh, their duets. This is good stuff. Wait. Ch- which one am I? 
Uh, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? You, I mean, I could be the baby, you could be the dog, whatever. Oh my goodness. Lois, I'm going to kill you. Um, but just like that. Was that Stewie? No, it was a terrible Stewie. <laughs> Oh my Blast god! Blast you, you vile woman! So I, I don't have it in me. Philly, he steps up to the spot, and look, what I love about Chicho, he stepped up to the spot and now Chicho twice. Arano. You hold on, he <laughs> stepped up to the spot twice now, and he's buried it with some conviction. Yeah, he didn't put a lot of hustle behind the muscle of that shot, but Stuver committed, and he overcommitted, and he sold it a lot quicker. Yep. So, I mean, Chicho had enough time to realize that Brad was going one way, he was going the other way. And just like that, he's got his fifth goal in four games. Yeah. Fifth goal in four games. He's hard. He's been on this team for a cup of coffee, and he's got as many goals as Carlos Vela. I mean, Carlos Vela hasn't played in that many games, so let's you know not say anything there. But but with Jose Cifuentes, so dare I say, Philly, a little bit of Adama Diamande esque in the way that he comes into the squad and announces his presence with authority. You mentioned it; he's only played seven games for us. He's only started five games for us, and here he is with five goals in his last four matches. I mean, look, he's on pace at this point for ten, eleven goals on the season. This could be the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful relationship with Chicho Arango. No, I have no doubts about it. Again, the guy came from a, a league in which he scored goals. He was a guy we brought in to score goals. We can't say that was the same story with Brian Rodriguez because over his career, his young career, yep. he wasn't a goal scorer. He Has didn't score been. goals. But nope. Chicho does. And Chicho's showing his his knack for scoring that goal. And he was everywhere. He hustled. He he ran back to play defense. I was I was quite impressed um, with, with his play. But thankfully, as a result of his efforts, we're up one nothing. And um Something that happened, and I wanted to quote Warren Warren Barton on this. Yep. Um, let's see if I can find it. Uh, the goal here, yada yada yada. It's okay, we're not rolling. All right, right. Warren Barton said it. Well, actually, it, it, he said it after the goal, so never mind. Well, <laughs> well, we are we are now after the goal. Yeah, yeah, but after the next goal is what oh, I'm getting at. Boy, oh, but boy, we, we oh, got boy. we can't jump ship too quickly. All right, well, look, it could have been eleven v ten in the sixty fourth minute. You and I. Both definitely thought that Julio Cascante of FC Austin, that foul at the top of the box on Chicho Arango, oh. could have very easily been a red card. The referee pointed, pointed to the defender that was like eight yards away as, oh, no, it wasn't an obvious goal-scoring opportunity because look at this guy over here who was racing back to get in position. Unfortunately, Philly, Kim Moon Juan sailed the free kick up and over the crossbar. Like Max said, I actually agreed with Max. I, I did say this before he said it, but I, I didn't remember Kim Moon Juan ever really taking a go at a free kick like that before. No, and uh, I think what? They, they had it set up to where it was, what, Chicho or Sifu? It was Sifu and Moon, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Sifu and Moon were out there up at the top. I, I thought Sifu might give it a go, but Moon took it from the opposite side. Philly, a move that I know you were sad to see happen. Unfortunately, Raheem Edwards coming out of the game for Cheeky Palacios uh, in the 66 A breath minute. of fresh air, if I do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> but let's move forward. 67th minute. LAFC's defense gets shredded right through the middle of the pitch. Cecilio's shot bangs off the post. Okay, we avoided a dagger there, yep. but the rebound sneaks by Kim Moon-Wan, and Diego Fagundes is able to put away the equalizer. And minutes after jubilation, 
Frustration ensues, and this is where Warren Barton said it. Focus and concentration continues to be an issue on this team and in this club. It's as if every time they score, they completely take their foot off the gas. The concentration, they have mental lapses. The concentration isn't always there. Maybe they breathe that sigh of of relief knowing that they went up. But, I mean, in this case, they sliced, they diced, and they made LAFC think twice about taking Austin for granted. One-to-one after the Fagundes goal. And oh boy, here we go again. Yeah, Diego Fagundes, by the way, just just real quick, because I know very few of our listeners even care about Diego Fagundes, but he was one of the original super young kids signed into MLS, signed as a 15-year-old. He's been in Major League Soccer since 2011. Wow, really? And he's only 26. He's only 26 years old. And he's been in the league since 2011. He's got clown shoes. Yeah, no, he's got 59. It may even be 60 goals. I don't think it's been updated. I think that is goal number 60 on the career for Diego Fagundes to go with 44 assists in a long, long decorated career. This is the first time in Diego Fagundes' career since 2011 that he has not played with the New England Revolution that was, look, it, it was just really frustrating, right? Because we had been playing so well, we finally got the lead, and, and unfortunately it would take a little bit for LAFC to develop another chance, another opportunity. Sifu with another shot, but again, Sifu's hitting it right at the keeper. Chicho hit it right at the keeper. Yep. We got to find a way to get some elevation on these shots. Why did I think of that U2 song, Elevation, all of a sudden as I said it? 75th, 76th well, minute. shot they still haven't found what they're looking for. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes left in the match, Philly, and both coaches really trying to work to make something happen. For LAFC, Bryce Duke, and, and dare I say, your player of the match for you, Philly, one of your favorite players this season and in any season for LAFC, Danny Musovsky, affectionately known as the Moose, Bryce Duke and the Moose, Duke and the Moose. That sounds like a new sitcom. <laughs> that's a great. That's a podcast right there, right? Fellas. Duke and the Moose. Oh my goodness, coming in <laughs> episode twenty-seven <laughs> of Duke and the Moose <laughs> for Chris Estomo and Marco Farfan. Better than Moose Duke. Yeah, oh, Moose Duke. Uh, Farfan uh, comes out of the match along with Chris Estomo and John Gallagher comes in for the goal scorer Diego Fagundes. And look, Panda called that. I'm going to say this: 79th minute. I, I mentioned that I thought Danny Musowski was just, he got a yellow card for just being, being annoying. He was being annoying. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get out of Stuver's face. He was, yeah. he was just kind of getting under his skin a little bit. And then Stuver picks up the ball. He knocks it out of his hand right in front of the referee. The referee was telling him already, you've been a very bad boy. You need to stop doing what you're doing. And he goes, okay, look that way. Bink. And he knocks the ball out of Brad Stuver's <laughs> hands. So it's just, here's, here's Bink, your yellow card. You should have been a Foley artist. <laughs> here's your, here's your yellow card for just being generally annoying. And Panda said, no, that's okay. They're going to, you know, he needs to be fired up. We want him to play with all this passion and, and, and all this energy. And then, and then when he does, JR, you get upset at him. And, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll shut up. We'll see what happens. And Philly, two minutes later, your wife was right. No, she was. And, um, much like, other mammals, such as bears, oh boy. moose display warning signs oh in their body language when they get agitated oh, and happening? angry and it. are about to possibly launch an attack. Moose will That's lay great. back their ears, bristle up the fur around their head and neck, and possibly even lick their lips. And like a dog that's about to bite, they score goals. 
No, well, maybe not really score goals, but this moose scored a goal, baby. This moose broke the moose jaw of Stuver. I mean, Stuver doesn't have a moose jaw, but our moose got loose, kicked Stuver in the caboose. Yes, two to one. His anger made him strong. And as per usual, I don't know if she listens to the podcast anymore, but my wife is right. <laughs> yes, I said it. And if she happens to come tomorrow to me and say, hey, I heard what you said. I feel pretty good about myself, but I guarantee you she won't. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I, I I tried to leave the door open for you, my friend, so that you did buy one of those nice new Casper mattresses, but you unfortunately don't have a Casper couch. So I'm trying to keep you uh keep you on the mattress and not on the couch, my friend. Speaking of mattresses, real quick, complete side story, scarf. Yes. So <laughs> sponsors will spend all this money getting their names. On, on the kits of clubs, yes. right? I, I can't say that I ever had a desire to buy a Chevy because it was on Manchester United's kit. Right. But um, the Nectar was something that was intriguing. And there was a discount in Panda and I bought one. Yeah. Uh, I was beyond blown away with how quickly it was delivered. I mean, within like a couple of days, they told us 7 to 10. We got it within like 2 to 3. Like, I still don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my old mattress. But then like a day or two after that, we got the pillows and the sheets. And I got to be honest, we're not getting paid for any of this. We by are the not. Way. Not getting paid at all. But hey, Nectar, if you want to give us a buck or two, I'm cool with that. I've never slept better. Never slept better. There was one place in my entire life where I said, I'll never want to leave this bed again. And that was at a hotel in Providence, Rhode Island called the Biltmore. I thought it was the greatest mattress I ever slept on until we bought a Nectar mattress. So, um,. I will try my best not to end up on the couch ever again. Well, look, I'm excited because you guys actually convinced Nina to buy that same set, the Nectar mattress, the Queen set as well. And of course, that and benefits you. I mean, it does uh, because I don't sleep well uh, sometimes on mattresses that aren't super comfortable. I'm, I'm what you call high maintenance, I guess, when it comes to sleeping. <laughs> I, I have a very nice bed. I won't use the other name of the company's bed that I have. But I definitely spent more than the incredible deal that Nectar gave both you and Nina for that mattress. And look, it's I didn't know where that was going, you guys, but it is so much fun to watch Christian Philly Philemon speak about Danny the Moose Musovsky because <laughs> you can tell it they they I, they must share some sort of like primal instinct together, these two. And it is it is so much fun because he is genuinely happy every time Danny the Moose, Musovsky, does anything at all on the pitch. Austin brought on Hector Jimenez and their own number 99. We mentioned him before, Musa Gide. To another try, Moose. That's right, another, well, Musa. But yeah, to try and find the equalizer. But LAFC, Philly, we've got our own ace up our sleeve. We bring him in like great closers of your, dare I say, John Franco, Billy Wagner, not so much Armando Benitez or, or Edwin Kenny Powers. Diaz. Kenny Powers, our own closer, number two, Jordan Harvey, coming into the match once again in the 88th minute to close things down. Let's be very real here. Austin had plenty of opportunities. Yes, they There did. was a ball that trickled just, just wide of the post that looked a lot like the own goal that we just had benefit us last match. Again, soccer gods, thank you for giving us a small reprieve from the nastiness. 
The ball misses the back of the net. It trickles harmlessly out of bounds. But just like that, Philly, three points is three points. And like you've said a couple times on the 110 Football Post Game Show, sometimes the goals go in and sometimes the goals go out, I think is how you like to say, right? Yes, and again, I, I wasn't in a frame of mind to describe what I meant. But what <laughs> I do mean is when the goals come in, sometimes they come out. What that meant was ties. They, they cancel each other out. But there was no canceling out of this Two to one LAFC. They take the three points. We're all having broccoli and barbecue tonight for dinner, possibly tomorrow as well. A much needed three points. LAFC is going to be heading into Portland and then they're going to be playing San Jose. There's another home game yep. uh, right around the corner, but playing on the road is never easy. This is only LAFC's third win on the road. Yep. And I was getting ready to do a pod with you based on the idea that we would just have walked away with a point. But the moose <laughs> prevented that from happening. And it just it makes me so happy because we 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 constantly wait for splashy splashy signings and high profile names and, and stuff like that. And here comes Danny Musovsky, who nobody knows of him. In we fact, nine one one FC. People probably were pissed that we signed a no namer. And the kid has a knack for finding the back of the net. Dare I say, has a better knack at finding the back of the net than some of our other players. Yeah. I love the moose. I think the moose is fantastic. And um, now that you mention the color of his teeth, uh, something I never really thought of before, that just makes him that much cooler in my eyes. He's got a beautiful smile there. Look, let, let's get into the standings real quick. Unfortunately, it was an 81st-minute goal by Ricky Rubio Rubin to give (laughs) Real Salt Lake a win over San Jose today. So now LAFC currently sits in seventh place above the playoff line for the first time in a while. LAFC is level with RSL in almost every possible way. Identical records, identical number of points. Unfortunately, RSL now lead LAFC in goals scored 40 to 37 and in goal differential 5 to 3, which is why they get spot number 6 and we get spot number 7 with 10 matches left to play. And I believe as of right now, we are five points behind Carson for what would be the third or fourth spot. And we've started to put a little bit of separation from the bottom of the cellar here in the Western Conference. But Philly, still work to do. You mentioned it. Portland, September 19th. San Jose, Saturday, September 25th. So two more games in just 10 days. And then we're back home to take on Portland, September 29th, which again, I've talked about this before. That means we'll play five matches in four cities in 17 days. That's a lot of traveling, man. Just about four days before we go down to Carson. That's a long trip. And, right. And we play what will likely be our most important match of the season at that point. So a huge result, Philly. A huge result for LAFC today because if you can put away the teams you are supposed to put away – it makes the rest of the schedule so much easier. Just 10 games left to go. For sure. I mean, looking at the rest of the schedule after the Galaxy game, San Jose at home. We go to Dallas on the road, Minnesota United. We're going to play in front of the Wonderwall. We get the Sounders on at home on a Tuesday. Ugh, freaking Tuesday game. That sucks. And then, oh God, a Monday night game at home against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, no, thank you. 
that's that's another like crap day to play a game. And then of course the final game of the season, decision day, decision day in Colorado, and those Rapids are looking pretty good. Yeah, the and fighting Stephen Betashores, the uh, the magical Mark Anthony Case, the marauding Mark Anthony Case. There you go, man. But we're gonna be in Denver for that one at decision day. That'll be a fun one. But yeah. you know, none of these games we could take for light for for granted. There are no powder puff teams here. Um, the only powder puff team would be us if we fail to capitalize on these matchups we're getting hot at the right time we're catching the breaks which is what a team on an upward trajectory catches and and i'm really excited and i just kind of wanted to reference something that that bob said yeah uh, at the presser the last game around and he said if you lose everything if you lose everything is wrong and if you win everything is right and that's not how it works uh, that's a very true statement. We can look at today's matchup and probably dissect several things that the team did poorly. Defense, obviously. Yep. There was that play where Bryce Duke booted the ball up high in the air and it ended up in, 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 uh, in Austin's possession. Yeah, we, we possession. just didn't seem to be valuing possession for a while. For sure. But, I mean, I got to say, you gotta you got to take the wins. You know, I, I'll win ugly rather than lose pretty. But, I mean, there's a lot of truth to be said. I mean, not everything is wrong when we lose which is what we were arguing all the first half of the season. But not everything is right when we win. Yep. But as long as we win, even though it might mask certain things, it'll mask it to a lot of us. But Bob obviously sees it. Bob knows what the team needs to improve upon. And we're getting Sebastian Ibiaga back. Hopefully Edward Atuesta's ankle heals up by then. Uh, Tristan Blackman has yet to go to practice. Yeah, he's yet to practice fully with the team is what Bob said, I think. Yeah, and so there's no idea what his timeline is. We don't know what the story is with Vela. Um, and then all the other players are, are pretty much out the rest of the season. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But at the very least, we, you know, we take a very important three points on the road against FC uh, Broccoli. Yeah, and look, the keeper situation pretty interesting right now. It looks as if, we hope anyway, that for our next match, we will have a backup keeper in Jamal Blackman. So that'll six, be six big kid. Six foot six. Tallest keeper LAFC has ever signed. Six yeah. foot six. Tyler Miller and Pablo Cisniega both six foot four. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, we'll see if we keep Greg Ranjit Singh around at all uh, over the next couple of matches. See if uh, Blackman has any trouble with his paperwork or maybe some stuff doesn't clear, whatever it might be. But that being said, Philly. Three points on the road is three points on the road. We are where we are in the standings now because we have slowly worked our way up. Remember, we were as low as 11th at one point. We were doo-doo we've, then. Yeah, we've been as high as 5th this season. So 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. That's seven different positions that we have occupied at <laughs> one point or another this the Kama season. Sutra of LAFC standings. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But Philly... I know that, uh, unfortunately, you will not be joining us for our next podcast. Uh, no, um, I'm not. And that's because Panda and I are going down to Orlando. That's right. That amazing, amazing state of Florida. Going to go hang out <laughs> with some family. Going to take a much-needed break. I, um, I'm tired. I've been tired, as you can hear. My voice is kind of hoarse. Been doing a lot of pods. Been doing a lot of stuff. Obviously, you have as well. We've all we've all done this. But each of us, both you and I, normally get like a nice week off over the course of the regular season. Yeah. My curiosity, my question is going to be: What are you going to do about this next pod? Uh, maybe we can we can uh, let the the millions and millions decide. All right, I got it. I got it. What we can we can make a post, or y'all could DM us. 
Should Scarf A go solo? Okay. B have Nina on, and Nina knows her 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 sport. She Nina does. doesn't miss LAFC. Nina knows the rules. Nina was a ref. Nina was a part of a a club running a lot of the business stuff. Nina is no slouch, no joke. True. Or C, should we bring back on Jonathan Reimer? Or, or I mean, we could bring back Jonathan. We can bring back Vince Larosa. See if he wants to do anything with us on the pod. Or maybe there could be a contest to have one of the millions and millions join you that way. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting. We'll see what we do for episode one sixty eight. I can't believe it. When we record that episode, Phil, we'll be just thirty two episodes away from two hundred, which seems like a crazy person number. Back when we got started, I don't know. That you or I ever envisioned 200 episodes of this. We, got we, were, we were talking about getting to 1,000 back then. We were I mean, very ambitious. I mean, look, we can still get to 1,000. We just got to get to 168 before we get to 1,000. So, True. Look, we, we had a great time watching it here in Culver City. Nina's family watching it with Nina and Panda and you and I. And look, it's even more fun when it's a three-point match, right? When we're able to take points, whether it's on, on the road or home. Uh, well, look, Al, sorry, buddy. We, uh, we didn't mean to beat your team up, but wait, we did. And, uh, and we love you, but we, we took this battle. We took the season a 2-1, three-point victory for LAFC, episode 167 of Defenders of the Bank. And, and I think... Philly's got a little something up his sleeve for the very last part of the episode. Well, not really something up my sleeve. I just want to say thank you for those of you who uh, donated to Christina Quinn's yes, yes, uh, yes. GoFundMe. We're, we're about a third of the way to the goal. For uh, If you check out the GoFundMe, the update is she has advanced liver disease. Ugh. And if you Google Google all that stuff, Ugh. it's it's it, I mean, it is what it is. Again, she's a big part of our community. Dexter is a big part of Defenders of the Bank. We, we all preach the gospel of the black and gold and being shoulder to shoulder and all that other stuff. And, you know, we want to help the Quins as best as we can, you know, procure whatever they need in order to cover Christina's hospital bills. Again, we're a third of the way there. Just want to say thank you for all of you that yeah. contributed. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're almost there. So together, you know, if you, if you've donated awesome, share whatever you can do. Let's get them to their goal and help at least alleviate them for some kind of like stress. Cause they're both going through a tremendous amount of stress. Yes. The best we can do is help, help that cause out. And again, thank you for all of those that contributed. Nothing but love. Christina, if you hear this, Dexter, if you hear this, we got nothing but love for y'all. Yep. You know, Philly and the Scarf love you. Whatever you guys need, we're, we're here. And, and as are the millions. And millions. And that's all I wanted to say about that. Absolutely. And again, if you want to talk to all of your other friends about it on social media, hit them up. Let them know what we're trying to do here at Defenders of the Bank. And when you do, throw that hashtag Kick Childhood Cancer on Thank there you. as well. Through the month of September, Major League Soccer, of course, donating a dollar. Every time you hit up a social media post with the hashtag Kick Childhood Cancer, I could think of no better thing to do than to hit up all your friends and have them to uh, to go donate to Christina's GoFundMe so that she can get her her medical procedures and bills and all that all taken care of. And while you do it, hit the hashtag Kick Childhood Cancer. Christina, we do love you. And you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye.